everybody, and welcome to Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. I hope you are having a fabulous Thursday, and thanks for joining us yet again. Hi, Randy Cash over there. Hey. How's it going? Wonderful. How are you? I am doing pretty good. I'm sort of um, cracking up. I had somebody reach out and say, you know, you were wishing everybody a Happy New Year, and although it is Happy New Year, um, is it the last year of a decade or the first year of a new decade apparently this is a question that must be answered both it's how can it be both it's technically it can't be both. both yes it is how can it be both because one ends and a new begins okay but so here's the thing though somebody made the point they now were like we're in the new one okay but are we though because is there such a thing as a year zero so if it's 2020 and it ends in a zero, there's no zero year. Wouldn't this be like the 10th year in a decade? Because there is a 10, but there's not a zero. I don't know. You're it's very deep. Overthinking it, man. I'm probably overthinking it, but it cracked me up. I was like, dang it, I thought we were in a new decade, and maybe we... We are in a new decade. All right, well, we're just going to go with 2020. that. 2020. Okay. <laughs> 2020. I know, right? Did you see mm-hmm. the um, the meme oh. going around with Barbara Walters? Nope. This is Barbara Walters, or no, I'm Barbara Walters, and this is 2020, because she used to say that, like, to right. sign off on that show. 2020. <laughs> yeah, oh, I remember, oh, Barbara Wawa, that right? was a Saturday Night Live I know, skit. I remember that. Barbara Wawa, uh, Gilda Radner, I believe. <laughs> yeah. I love her, she's great. <laughs> that cracked me up. I watched a show about her, and or like a documentary about her life, and it was just so sad how she just, you know, got sick and just, you know, right. was not able to kind of come back from it. It made me really yeah. sad. She's really funny. She so. sure was. Anyways, but anyway. no, I, I hope everyone is having a fabulous new year. Whether or not you think of it as the last year in a decade or the first year in a new decade, I hope you're having a fabulous uh, January. I'm going with the first year of a new decade. I kind of like that. It's like you wipe all the slate clean exactly. of not just the last year, but the last 10 years. I also oh, saw yeah. something that said we are as close to 19, or excuse me, to 2050 as we are to 1990. And that made me feel really old. <laughs> yeah, when I hear that kind of stuff, I think, okay, no, look, okay, you're closer to 2050 than you are 1990 because you can't go backwards. Well, sure. I think they're just saying like in terms of number I of years, you. right? But yes. anyways, it does. I do remember um, the whole Y2K craziness, though, and uh-huh. thinking like, I was like, you know, like a little, not like really afraid something bad was going to happen. <sighs> oh, but there was that like, you know, watching the ball drop on New Year's Eve in like New York City, knowing that they got there before we did in the central time zone and kind of being like, all right, they're still around. They're still good. We'll be all right. <laughs> As I recall, I believe I went and withdrawed a substantial amount of cash Did right really? before Y2K. Yeah, everybody was like, don't do that, don't do that. I was like, man. Like a run on the banks almost? Bleep that. I'm getting some cash out just in case. Just in case something just bad case, happens. You never know. If everything's shut down, I had some cash. All right. And cash, then, like, had nothing. Some cash. <laughs> cash had some cash. And then nothing really happened. I mean, no, there were some, like, funny glitches that happened of, you know, like I saw some um, college that somehow reset and was telling people they were graduating in the year 1900 or something crazy like that. But nothing yeah. like major, like, yeah. you know, airplanes didn't fall out of the sky and stuff like that. But, you know. Yeah. Every people like a catastrophe, you know, a good reason to, you know, 
worry about things and mm-hmm. speculate, speculate, <laughs> speculate about speculate. Really I'm going to use that now. Things like that, you know, the right. Mayan calendar. Oh, it's going to be the end of the world, dude. The Mayan calendar stuff. Right. Uh, maybe they just got tired of writing it out, man. Maybe sure. they just thought, dude, this is long enough. We, <laughs> you know, that, that maybe that guy that wrote out the calendar died, and then they were like, dude, why do we need to replace that job? This calendar is good for. <laughs> good forever right no i i do like this time of year though i think that um sometimes it can be overwhelming for people because they feel like not only are we kind of starting this new fresh clean slate and you'll see those um kind of quotes that say you know oh new year new me or you know this this expectation that you're gonna somehow wake up and be like a different person than you were the night before you went to sleep on the 31st or whatever. And I think sometimes that does set up a bit of of an expectation or, you know, sort of a feeling that comes on the other side of that. So that's a lot of why, you know, we were talking leading up to the new year about the idea of maybe intention setting, coming up with a word to guide your year, maybe a theme or a set of themes rather than holding yourselves to like really strict um, like resolutions or, you know, holding yourself to a really high standard that says it has to be perfect or else it doesn't count. Yeah, you know, it, whatever helps you sleep at night, dude, you can post whatever you want on your Facebooks. That's cool. Um, I don't know. I kind of more not do that and just live like we were talking yeah. a few a couple of months ago-ish about how I was all down on myself with yeah. the stand-up and all this and that. And But I trudged through it, you know. I just exactly. stuck with it. But I didn't really, you know, throw it out there much. I just kind of kept to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I, I feel like some things are going very well. And this is um, good. I have this new confidence level, so to speak. I like it. I think that's the other thing, too, is that, it. you know, we talk a lot about, you know, different people that I follow and like Mel Robbins being one of them. And one of the things she talks about is that, you know, it's not about waking up one day and making all of the perfect right choices. It's not about waking up one day and feeling like I have arrived. It's more about the consistency of what do you do every day, especially on those days where you don't feel like showing up. Yes. Where you don't feel like pushing through. You don't even feel like putting effort into something. But yet, if you know that the little effort and the consistency each day adds up to big results, how would your life be different? What would that look like? A lot of, uh, I don't know, man. I don't even know how to answer that. Put him on the spot. You. No, well, I, I, don't I get know it. Because I, there were so many i don't know i live so much differently now i'm 50 mm-hmm. now i don't know if y'all know that i had a birthday and i'm 50 now um, well it's actually tomorrow is it well my birthday's tomorrow <laughs> so i'm gonna be he's 50. done lost lost track of his birthday i have mm-hmm. um but i think of uh, things differently now i handle everything differently my mindset's different you know yeah um you I've, hit a different level of functioning maybe or a different internal awareness or something things that used to really get me riled up don't bother me anymore yeah you know just i'm Mm -hmm. a lot more calm about things i have more life experience i've dealt with a lot of this these things i've noticed that the last couple months that you know i kind of just take things i've been accused of underreacting to things it's like (laughs) well dude it's just what are you gonna do it it happened let's fix it and move on you know what do you want to say and bitch and complain about it and make your life crazy maybe why don't we just fix the problem and just And that's why I think you and I get along so well is because I think a lot of times people get hung up on staying stuck. You know, they get they get stuck on a frustration or an anger or an emotion or they can't move past something that isn't going the way they want it to go rather than recognizing, you know, 
you always have a chance to hit that reset button and start again. It's not about starting over. It's just about saying, I'm going to continue to start again. Anytime I feel like I'm being held back or, you know, kind of like put down a notch, so to speak, I can always hit that reset button. And I think that's something that our population in general could benefit from because we do get really stuck on things absolutely, or stuck on ideas or feeling like, you know, something didn't go the way we wanted it to go three weeks ago. And here we are still dwelling on that rather than giving ourselves permission to move forward. You know, when I started doing stand up almost two years ago, it was just at this point I was like, I don't have much time left, you know, I mean, oh like, not like I'm going to die soon, but I mean, like being young and able to get out and do, to do what and you experience want, sort of, yeah. right, and physically mm-hmm. able to some things that I want to do before I get too old to do mm-hmm. them. Right, right. And, you know, just that that in itself also has helped kind of with this current mindset thing that I've That's got good. going because I'm more focused on the things that I want to do right. and not the things that I haven't done or the things like i said a few minutes ago that that, that would really set me off before mm-hmm. and now i'm just like man i don't have time for that you have figured out how to and transcend your word for the year so you have yeah. figured out how to transcend all of that bs that gets in the way and just say i'm gonna live my life absolutely one foot in front of the other there's definitely mm. gonna be times where it doesn't feel like it's going the way i want but that's not a reason to just give up and not try life is short man you better have fun and experience uh, have a lot I'm of okay experiences while you're here, you know, be yeah. a good person, you know. Absolutely. But, yeah, Put the fun. good stuff out there. No, this is, um, it's actually kind of a great like intro into a, another uh, workshop that I've got that's going to be starting in the very near future. I know we talked about the relationship reset workshop, which is more mm-hmm. of if a couple or maybe someone in a couple that just wants to get more knowledge and understanding about, you know, boundaries, love languages, how to communicate. That's the relationship side of things. But one of the things that I think is missing from a lot of relationship dynamics is the understanding that the relationship you have with yourself is really going to set the tone for every other relationship in your life. Absolutely. So I have a Love Yourself Well group, sort of a group coaching workshop that's going to be starting over the next couple of months. And the idea is that you're, you're going to take a really deep dive inward and look at a lot of the things even that we've been talking about today, like this idea that says, what does keep me stuck? What are the things that I get sort of fixated on that are ke- that's keeping me from moving to the place where I want to be? What are some things that if I could get out of my own way, I would want to accomplish? And so it's going to be a three-month workshop, and there will be a variety of ways that you can start no matter, you know, like Mm. where you are on this path. There will be some individual one-on-one kind of coaching with me, but then there will also be more like group consumable info where you're able to sort of take these ideas and actually put them into place in your life and into practice so that you can get out of your own way. You can start to live a more authentically fulfilling, vulnerable life and not feel like you're really beholden to anyone other than yourself. And I don't mean that from a selfish perspective in a bad way. I mean it from the healthy, selfish perspective that says, if I don't take care of me, I'm not going to have any juice in said tank to take care of anybody else. Mm -hmm. So there has to be that kind of balance. And I'm really excited about this. I've had a lot of people that will reach out and say, you talk a lot about self-care or You talk a lot about these topics, but how do I actually implement that into my life? So, hence, the Love Yourself Well group is beginning soon. You have to start within yourself, man. We, You you know, we've been 
around each other quite a bit over mm-hmm. the years and we've seen the good the bad and the ugly yeah and absolutely stuff. Yeah, it starts with yourself that was the first first step to yeah getting yourself better man when i think back to even who i was when i met you i was my life felt like it was falling apart around me it yeah, felt me like too. on one level i was doing these really cool like you know i was doing radio i was starting to do more media stuff and i loved it but yet at the same time i felt so fraudulent inside i felt like you know i i'm trying to help everybody else live a great authentic wonderful life but yet i didn't feel very authentically congruent with myself I didn't feel like I had my my shit in order. I just felt like it was very out of whack. But I do know, like, on some level, there was a part of my brain that would go, okay, you're not going to feel this awful forever. Like, you're you're in transition. You know change is hard. Like, I knew enough psychology and, and mindset stuff to know that I wasn't stuck there. But that does not mean that there were not some days where I did not want to get out of bed or Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm just not going to be productive at all on a day. And I think some of those things might have held me back. But I also feel like I I allowed myself room to process and heal and grow and develop some new ways of thinking about the world around me. And now I look at things and I'm like, wow, I really can see like the fruits of that labor, so to speak, where I just I kept pushing forward even when I didn't want to. Uh, my buddy, comedian Libby Higgins, I believe she calls that imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah. I think is what she calls it. Mm-hmm. About when she talks about those types of things. It's very true. There's yeah. a, a good friend, a good coaching friend of mine that um, he actually wrote a book called The Imposter Syndrome or The Imposter in Charge, I think is mm-hmm. what it's called. And it's that idea I think a lot of us experience where outwardly we've got this appearance of having all of our stuff together. Yeah. But on the inside, we really don't feel that kind of we deserve with it yeah you know or that kind of that idea like if i felt like my life was falling apart because my own relationship and marriage was kind of failing and just like sort of disintegrating in front of me and even if that was like the best thing for both of us because now we can both look back and go wow we are really so much better for having gone through Mm -hmm. that we've been able to repair our friendship and that's great but at that point in time going back four or five six years ago it didn't feel so great it felt like oh my gosh, I have failed like everything. Mm-hmm. And anytime we start to buy into or give into that imposter syndrome feeling or that feeling that our failure is what defines us, it, it doesn't serve us really well. It really mm-hmm. doesn't. I remember back th- back around that time, I had a friend of mine that was like, oh, you'll figure it out. You always do. And I'm like, well, what if I don't want to figure it out? What if I don't want to be that person that always figures it out? But I think on some level, I knew she was right. Yeah. I knew that there was truth behind what she was saying. Um, I just didn't like hearing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I get that way a lot, too. And it gives me this, like, nauseating feeling on the inside, you know, <laughs> yeah. just that, like, ugh, I know, right? Smoking like the, makes it go away, though. Okay, no, we're not we're not endorsing the smoking. Oh my goodness, um, no, but we will endorse the workshop because that's a, these yeah. are the types of things that we're going to talk about, like ways to overcome imposter syndrome, ways to you know deal with your own mindset so that your brain is actually a, a, a nice place for you to exist. Mm-hmm. So much of your your day is spent internally in your own mindset with your thoughts and your feelings and your actions and reactions to things. So if you can figure out how to get those to sort of work for you and not against you, you have a much better likelihood of coming out on the other 
side in a much more congruent manner. So that's really the the focus of this workshop. So I'm excited to kind of roll it out and help people figure out these sort of tips and tricks and things that I've been able to use in my own life and that I've been able to clinically use with clients for years. But now I actually have the experience of saying, okay, I'm not just the person that sits over there and goes, oh, okay, let me tell you what to do. I've lived it. And now that I've lived it, I have some experience to say, right. okay, here's here's some things you mm. can try, right? Yep. Why are you smirking over there? I don't know. I always do. Your last day of being 49, you're just going to be yep. all smirky over there? Mm-hmm. You got I big... was thinking how funny it would be if you were to show up at your coaching, you think like, but in like, I say this all the time, like in coaching gear, eating donuts. <laughs> <laughs> and a whistle. Do I need a whistle? Yep, and a whistle okay. and get them lined up. We're going to do some whispers. Well, you know, that's probably not, I mean, at least in theory, not, not altogether different than um, how I operate. Because I do tend, you know, I've had clients tell me um, that I sort of uh, politely punch them in the stomach emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I don't do it in a way to sort of hurt them. But it's almost like if they say something or do something, I'm like, yeah, that's not exactly congruent with X, Y, and Z that you've told me before. And then they'll just look at me and go... Dang, that doesn't feel good. But I'm okay with you telling me because you didn't do it in a mean way. But yeah, so maybe I need a whistle. I can just blow at people. You know, that might be the way to get through to men, man. Talk to them like they're coach. Yeah. Maybe you need a whistle when they do it and just like, you know, give them like some football signs and a referee outfit and show them what they're doing wrong. And You know what's interesting about that? Seriously. I think there's some part of my brain that is able, like, I don't know if this is just the almost 15 years of working with couples or what, but I my brain can really understand how women think about things. And then yeah. I also, I'm really able to relate to men. I mean, I, you and I, I mean, you're my best mm. friend, but I've always had like best friends that are guys. And I've always been able to sort of relate on that level. And I don't think I realized it was a skill until I, I noticed that there will be people, men specifically, that'll come into the office and you can tell they're very closed off or shut down to the process of therapy or coaching or any type of, you know, intervention of, of, you know, having someone tell them some things about themselves, so to Mm -hmm. speak. And it's an interesting process to watch because I'll be sitting there talking and all of a sudden I can tell like there's some part of me that goes, okay, yep, got him. Like, okay, he Mm -hmm. he now sees that I am not like against him. I'm not like this, you know, adversary. I really do want to help him. But it is a different approach from men to women. So and and this workshop is really open to either because it's going to really get at the heart individually of what it is that each person may need to get out of their own way, to live their best life, and and to not let things hold them back. There's always something that's getting your way, I'm telling oh, yeah. you. Absolutely. Every day I face it when I wake up, and I'm like, all right, but mm-hmm. life's great. I'm going to get out there and live, dude. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm not going to focus on Live it stuff. while you can kind yeah. of thing. I got gotcha. you. So speaking of that, you got any big birthday plans? No, I'm. Uh, if I can plug something, I'm at... <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, plug some coffin. Good job. I might take that out. I met O'Fallon out loud on January eighteenth. It's a yes rendezvous in O'Fallon, the Missouri. Rendez- Is it the rendezvous or the rendezvous? Rendezvous. Interesting. All right, I'll be there. I'm looking forward to it. I know, Thanks. right? You're kind of out in my neck of the woods. I'll have to go out. Yeah. And, I'm gonna come out and see you. You're opening, right? Uh, yeah, I'm on second. So second, Andy okay. Hamilton is mm-hmm. the host. It's his show. He puts it on. Um, and I'm what they call the guest spot. And You're I'll the do, guest spot. All right. Yeah, about 10-ish minutes. And then Will O'Donnell, who's very funny. I like mm-hmm. Will a lot. And 
he would be called the feature act. Okay. And then the headliner is Rob Durham. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Rob's very funny. How also. do people find info about said show? I would say probably hit up uh, me at R Cash Comedy on the Instagrams. Okay. And you'll find it. You have posted some hilarious videos as of late of you like singing and jamming out to various songs that crack me up. I have to tell you, every time you post one, I just start oh, yeah. laughing. I don't do the social media stuff, as you know. I know, but I know. I was on New Year's Eve and it was I was a little tipsy and Miley Cyrus <laughs> was playing in That's the background. What, yeah. And I was hanging out in the Central West End, and I was like, dude, you got it, dude. It's it was Cyrus. cracking me up. Well, you know what's funny about it? You're, like, jamming out, and then you make, like, your funny face, and yeah. then that just makes it hilarious. So y'all should follow him at R Cash Comedy. It's hilarious. <laughs> I know, right? Um, if you do want to follow along with what I've got going on, you can find really everything you need to know at my website, lindsaywalden.com. On there are links to all of the past podcast episodes that go live on Thursdays at 2. I've got my blog that goes live every Monday at 2. On the Work With Me page, you can find info about the Love Yourself Well group or workshop. You can find info about the Relationship Reset Workshop. And I can also be found pretty much all over social media. I have a big Facebook presence. You can find me at Lindsay Walden Consulting. On Instagram, it's at this is Lindsay Walden, and on Pinterest is at Therapy Thoughts. So I'm pretty much findable wherever you want to find me. I thank you so much for tuning in for this episode of Therapy Thoughts, and I will, or we will, be back next week.